0: The Creative Hair School of Cosmetology is a Black-owned family business providing a quality beauty education. This beauty school is located in Flint, Michigan, and offers state-approved and accredited programs in cosmetology, aesthetics, manicuring, and natural hair. Creative Hair School and this family team will celebrate 23 years this year in 2021. Check out the school and its programs at CreativeHairschool.com and embrace the journey with them. Cosmetology classes start monthly. Aesthetics, manicuring, and natural hair programs are offered twice a year. Find out more information at creativehairschool.com. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. I had a phenomenal interview with Ivana Keener of Inove. Inove is a Black-owned luxury skincare brand She has phenomenal products. And it was a great conversation, just really learning how Ivana came to create this brand. Ivana has a background in product development, and she created this product, making it on her own in her kitchen back in 2012. And many people in her family, her friends love this, her hero product, which is the Perfecting Oil. And they love this product. It's something that Ivana said that really hit home with me because she said, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Right. It kept coming back. Building a skincare brand is something that I couldn't stop thinking about. And that was very empowering because I feel that oftentimes there's things, ideas, there's dreams, there's visions, there's businesses that we want to start that we can't stop thinking about it. Right. It keeps coming back for some reason. You keep thinking about that thing. And that is because it's for you to do. If you can't stop thinking about it, if there's something, an idea that you had and it keeps popping back up, it keeps coming back to to your mind, that means you're supposed to do it. And so that is the very reason why I thought that that was very empowering because I can remember times in my life where there were things that just kept coming back up. They kept coming back up and there were things that were for me to do. And when I stepped out into those things, it was fitting because it was for me. And so I just encourage you, if you have felt that way, if there's something that you can't stop thinking about it, you need to pursue it for sure. I want to go into a little bit of Ivana's bio because we had a great conversation and I really enjoyed learning about how she's creating her brand, Anove. So here's a little bit of her bio. After graduating from Stanford University with a degree in STS, focused on product design and a successful career in product management, Ivana Keener was determined to bring more diversity and inclusivity to the luxury skincare market. Her academic and professional background, partnered with years of research, led to the creation of Anove, a line of indulgent plant-based products crafted for you to live in your best skin regardless of your skin tone, type, or condition. Here is the interview. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Ivana Keener. Welcome, Ivana. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being on. So, Ivana, before we get into your business and all the awesome things that you're doing, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us something about yourself that most people would not know.
1: Um, Something most people would not know, I... Um, Play a musical instrument. I've played the cello since I was like seven years old and I was classically trained from like seven to maybe 20, 21.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love music. I, I played the clarinet when I was in elementary school. I think all the way up until when I got to high school, I played the clarinet and i was in a glee club and everything so yeah i love music awesome so you were classically awesome. trained do you still play at all um a little
1: um i'm currently looking for a a new um cello my mine um that i've had since i was 7 had an, a really unfortunate incident so i'm i'm still kind of reeling from that <laughs>
0: Okay, well, hopefully you find a new one so you can get back to playing. But that's a super cool, fun fact, Ivana. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. No problem. So tell us your beauty story, because you could have started a business selling anything in any industry, but why beauty?
1: Um, so for me, it's always been something I've been interested in. Um, you know, for me, like my skincare journey started a little bit later. But um once it did start, it was something I just kind of threw myself into. Um and I, I just feel like, you know, at least for me, you know, your your skin and how you take care of it, like it that's so much of um, you know, your identity, how you show up in the world. And so um when I decided I wanted to start a business, it was purely based on like what I was already doing for fun and what I was already doing as a hobby. And um I ended up in 2012 starting to make one product in particular that's now a hero product and i was making it for myself for friends and family and never would have thought like oh well i should sell this this is a business opportunity it was just like this is something fun on the side like you know while i try to figure out my real career <laughs> and um it took you know when i stopped making it to focus on you know trying to build a legitimate career or what i thought was a legitimate career um i had so many people asking like where's my oil like what are you doing so um that's when i was just like okay obviously there's you know people looking for this they could go buy anything else but like this is what they want so that was the first inkling of oh i could start a business this could be something and it still took you know another several years for me to Fully shift to that mindset of yes, like I'm gonna do this. I can do this, and it's perfectly possible to align my passion with, you know, my work. I don't have to, you know, toil and toil in another industry just because. So that was what kind of pushed me into uh, beauty.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that you share that because isn't it especially with beauty? I don't know about all the other industries, but I know for sure with beauty. Oftentimes when you're thinking of even whether it's starting a product or starting a beauty career, well, people don't think it should be the ultimate goal. Like that's just something you do and yeah. you know, maybe a hobby, but that's not a real career. Get a real job, right? But you can actually really do what you love and make money doing it. And I love that you decided to take the initiative to create a line of products that you love. And so I hear that you say you were already creating your hero product. Did you have any experience in the beauty industry? Were you working in the beauty industry? Um, Like, how did you get your inspiration to even create the first product? So
1: um, it basically boiled down to a lot of research that I did on my own. And my background was not at all in beauty, but it was in product development and product design. So um, those two things kind of came together for me to look at, you know, what I was making from a different perspective. And then, you know, consult with industry experts and do my own research to fill in, you know, the gaps of what I didn't know. And so um, the basis of that product was, you know, created in 2012. But, you know, it's been refined and refined and refined in the years, you know, between 2012 and when we launched in 2019.
0: Mm -hmm. So you did have some experience in product development. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So that, that, that contributed to, I'm sure you starting your own brand and everything.
1: Yeah. And it it didn't hit me until later because in 2012, that's when I was coming out of college. And so, you know, what I studied was, you know, it was lots of product design courses. It was like kind of a interdisciplinary major. And I never even thought like, oh, I could just use this to you know, build my own products um, outside of the the projects we had for the different classes I took. Um, I hadn't considered it. it. It literally took getting some distance from that to be able to look back on it and be like, oh, wow, I was actually prepared for this, like very prepared for this.
0: Yeah, that's how life is. Sometimes as you're going through things, you don't necessarily know if they have a purpose or if you even use it sometimes, sometimes you don't know why you had to go through it or if you could use it later, but then later on, as you reflect, you're like, Oh, all this time, me learning this, me going through this process, led me up to where I am now.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's so funny. You, and that's what you don't realize until you're older. It's like, right. Oh, it didn't be linear. <laughs> Perfect. It came together perfectly like full circle.
0: So what made you launch your skincare brand? I know you had created this oil, maybe family and friends had tried it, you know, it something you did in 2012. What made you finally decide to launch it?
1: I think um, th- just thinking, like I, it, I couldn't get it off of my mind, like as much as I tried to pivot in, you know, another direction and, you know, the, the career I was in prior to fully launching I had put so much time and energy into that. It was like, well, this is where my expertise is. So obviously this is where I should stay. And it really took me, you know, not being able to stop thinking about, you know, skincare. It really took me not being able to like set it aside and fully walk away from it. It just kept, it was like a a nagging, like, what are you going to do with this? Like, this isn't going away. Like, what are you going to do? And so when I decided to launch, I wanted to really launch with more than just that one hero product, which is funny because all of the classes I took, all the courses I took, you know, they really drove home, do one thing really well and do that and then get good at that and then roll out from there. And I was like, you know what? Like this product is great on its own, but it really does deserve like a full routine to complement you know all the great things about you know this perfecting oil. And so I really deeply once I decided I'm gonna launch this skincare brand, I was just like, okay, I'm deciding like it's really important to me to launch with a full line of products that complement each other um, and that can really like do this, you know do do my efforts, <laughs> justice, so to speak.
0: Yeah. So I think that is phenomenal. So how many products did you launch with? Five. Okay. So you launched with five products. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that's bad. I, I I was agreeing with you. When you were saying like, they say, start with one product. Cause I always hear that. Don't start with too many things, you know, get your hero product, find what people like and gradually add. That's what they say. But you, you decided to start with a whole system with skincare. I feel like you can do that because it's like, You need a total, you need a cleanser, you need a moisturizer, you need, you know, all those things. And so I think with a lot of skincare line, you could definitely get away with that. Now for Inove, what you started, it's a, I know that it's a, a a luxury, like more natural skincare brand, more Mm -hmm. cleaner ingredients and all of those things. Now that's a hard category to go into And I know, um, I know this, you know, just being in the Sephora world and all of that and my past experience and everything. So it's a harder category to go into. So this kind of take us through the process and like, you know, how you created the system and all those things.
1: So um, my background uh, before skincare was in kind of like process development, process implementation, and sometimes program management. And so I think that really like gave me the the foundation to think about it systematically as opposed to, you know, being about to jump into a a newer space for me um, and then being all over the place. So um, it really was just just like you said, um, identifying what other products needed to be um, launched with the hero product in order to create like a full line for the face. And then just um, again, con- like pulling in industry experts whenever I could, I took a um, like a, a formulating course. Um, took about uh, eight months to finish that course. So that, that was like, you know, me trying to just fill in my own knowledge gaps. But then of course, like I, I've learned that, you know even if you don't, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be like the smartest person in the room. Um, you just have to, be able to identify where that expertise is and how to get to it so for me launching all of the other products it was just like okay here's what I've learned here's what I know here's my goal and let me identify you know other people in the industry who you know have 20 years of experience 30 years of experience um, that can help me close these gaps
0: definitely so with the five products, um, can you like break down how they work together and the uses of them?
1: Sure. Yeah. So the cleanser is the the first product, of course, like, you know, you want to start with a, a clean canvas. <laughs> um, so the, the cleanser is super gentle. And um, I, I wanted something that was going to be effective for, you know, a, a variety of, of skin types, um, but definitely not something that was going to be harsh and irritating. You know, you mentioned before that Yes, this is a, a clean brand. And so it was really important to me to have ingredients that were going to be um, very effective, but also non irritating. And so the two star ingredients um, in the cleanser are aloe and uh, alpha hydroxy acid. So that gives you a very gentle um, exfoliation, very gentle chemical exfoliant. And so um, that is a good place to start, you know, when you're cleaning your face and a, a lot of. I think there's a lot of talk back and forth on like what type of exfoliant to use on your face and how often and um, I just wanted to start at the very gentle end of the spectrum um, to kind of give you a a nice clean starting point. Um, The the second item is the the toner and the toner is um, the star ingredients there are um, white rose and helichrysum And so um, those two combined um, are going to form a really powerful, like, anti-inflammatory effect for, you know, when you're toning your skin. Um, It's very calming, very soothing, um, and it's going to give you, you know, that pH balance after you cleanse. Um, But it's also, you know, going to be anti-inflammatory. If you happen to have, you know, any uh, flare-ups, any breakouts, you know, that's what you're going to follow your... Cleanser with, and then um, the third item. It's so funny because I think this is the one item that people treat as optional, and um, I just knew like this is going to be something that like everybody who uses, you know, who has a face routine is going to use, and it's the firming eye serum. And so, (laughs) I'm I'm a mom. I have two kids, and then one on the way. So for me, it's an absolute necessity. Right. There's there's no way I'm gonna skip that. Um, but the the um, effective <coughs> excuse me effective ingredients in the firming eye serum are we have some um, various plant uh, stem cells there, um, as well as um, hibiscus and uh, coq ten, which are you know gonna just help you maintain like that firm like you know combat you know stem fine lines, wrinkles under the eye area. And that's like in an, an area where those are very common issues, especially if you're, you know, like me and you don't get a lot of sleep. Um, it's just going to help you, you know, get everything you need in that area under the eyes. And then um, the final item for face is our perfecting oil, and that's the hero product. And so, For the perfecting oil, um, it's, again, I mean, it's the hero product. It's our bestseller. It was the product that started it all, and it's action-packed. The base is a jojoba oil base, which is, um, you know, of course, very, you know, low comedogenic rating. All of the the ingredients are, you know, non-comedogenic, so they're not going to clog your pores, which is, you know, what I think people look for when using an oil, like they're always worried that like, oh, this is gonna make me break out. It's gonna clog my pores, I can't use this. It's a very lightweight oil, but um, that jojoba base is infused with um, our patent pending blend of miracle herbs. And so um, that forms a really strong base for all of the other ingredients, some of which are uh, cold pressed um, pomegranate seed oil, uh, sea buckthorn oil and um, goji berry oil is um, probably my favorite ingredient because it gives it a really unique and like just delicious scent profile without us having to use any synthetic fragrances. And so um, the goji berry oil and the uh, neroli and helichrysum kind of round out the that unique scent profile. And that's Probably when people first experience it, that's probably the first thing they notice. Like this smells so good. It's been called intoxicatingly good. It's, you know, the, the next level. It's like, you know, something that brings you back to the product and encourages you to use it, makes you want to use it. And then the fifth item is something that doesn't, it's not a part of your everyday um, routine. It's something that I like keep in my purse and I take it with me whenever I'm out and about. It's our cooling mist. And this is ironically the one where I thought it would kind of be an optional item for most people, but by far, most people are just like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't live without that. So it's like, I'm finding that people are just like, okay, yeah, like eye serum, that's pretty cool, but like, I'm fine under the eyes. Like, let me just make sure I'm not, you know, make sure I'm staying refreshed throughout the day. And so the cooling mist is like a a refreshing facial mist. Um, It's got a very minty scent profile and a very calming cooling effect for the skin. So um, one of the surprises I found is, you know, our brand is catered towards women, but we do have a good number of athletes that buy the cooling mist and that's what they swear by. And so um, that's the one that I keep on me all day, just, you know, especially now that it's getting extremely hot outside. Um, That's our, our final product in our lineup.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I think that is a a great lineup to have. And I like the way you you, I can see that you really know your products, like, you know, your ingredients. And that probably goes back to all the research you did. Like you took an eight month, eight month course in order to learn how to formulate so I think that is awesome and um I have tried your cleanser I love it and the perfecting oil I use it every night like I love it so yes it's like luxe I'm like oh my god like I love massaging it and I do love the smell so I I think um you definitely have some phenomenal products now who would you say is your ideal customer
1: so um I would say women uh between the ages of 25 to 55, and so um, we we do have a large um, customer base on the the higher end of that spectrum, and then um, most of them are, are concentrated kind of all all around the middle of that, like you know mid early to mid 30s, maybe early 40s is our, the bulk of our customer base. But I do use the wider range because we have a significant number of people who purchase at both ends of that that range. Our ideal customer is you know, a woman who is a conscious consumer, who is cares about the environment, cares about the ingredients that are in the product she's using, and is going to pay attention to not only what she's putting on her skin and how her skin responds to it, but how the ingredients are sourced, what the ingredients are, and just looking for something a little more wholesome without compromising on luxury.
0: Right Now, how would you say Inove stands out from other brands like it?
1: So I I think that this is something I'm actively working on getting more and better storytelling around, because I think what sets us apart is actually a lot of what occurs behind the scenes. So of course, we're an inclusive brand, like before that word was even thrown around, like that was something that was part of our mission statement. It was like we want to be an inclusive brand on both sides of the spectrum, who the products are for is inclusive and who they're made by is inclusive. Like there's a broader range of founder perspectives that are available out there. And so um, Inove wanted to be, or, you know, we want to be, still want to be one of the front runners in that category. But I would say what we do behind the scenes, how we craft the products, how we even prep the materials and our primary packaging before the products get anywhere near them. Um, That's something that is not really talked about a lot (laughs) in um, this space. And it's something for me, you know, with everything that I had learned and come across, it was just have to start with the right foundation. You have to start with like clean vessels. And so all of our bottles that get filled start with a three-step process to get them clean because I, I think that for me, the risk of potentially contaminating the product, if you're not starting from a point of the the primary packaging being completely clean or as clean as it can possibly be, then you're, you're kind of doing your customers a disservice. So I think that the attention to detail and the process that goes into that behind the scenes is something that really sets us apart and something I don't hear talked about a lot. Um, even when, going through learning about how you start to like launch a brand or how you start to like, you know, create products. I think that there could be a lot more attention paid to that, that aspect of how do you uh, decrease the risk of contamination? How do you really implement good manufacturing practices? How do you um, make sure that if you're working with a third party or a contract manufacturer, that they're doing the same thing since you're not there to really put your stamp of approval on it, those are all the things that I think take a brand, keep, keep a brand from running into an issue that's going to, you know, um, have the customer with a negative, negative experience or have <laughs> the brand itself like in some, some undesirable situation down the line.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I want to make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. So do you manufacture it? Um, Do you have a manufacturer or are you still making it at home or how is your product manufactured?
1: So we manufacture most of the products in-house. We do have a contract manufacturer just to help us with the just being able to scale. Um, There's, you know, only so much you can do on your own. And, you know, we're, we're in the process of moving to a new production facility with, you know, a little more space. Um, but still like, you know, the, the contract manufacturer that we do have has been a huge help, but ultimately long-term goal is to have everything in-house.
0: Do you have plans to expand the line?
1: Yes, (laughs) I, I do. I, um, I definitely, um, I, you, you can't have skincare with just face. Like you can't have skincare without body care. And so that is something that is in the works for sure. And, um, it's something I'm really excited about because i i I want everyone who's had a good experience with using Nové products on their face to just you know finish finish it out all over their bodies and so um that is what's next up in the pipeline
0: right We need a body oil next, right?
1: oh yeah. <laughs> That what sure. people have been asking too since the beginning they're like so wait can i put this on my body i'm like you can but at the price point and the size of that bottle you know you might want to limit it to your face and then i have customers who are just like well i put it on my body anyway i'm just like <laughs> and your body thanks you i'm sure
0: <laughs> definitely definitely well that is awesome do you plan on um getting your products in stores or is any of that in the works right now
1: Yes, it is. We're actually, um, you can find us on 13 loon, which was, um, fun. I remember when they launched and, you know, their mission was to, you know, the, the beauty of inclusion. And I, I just remember thinking that's, that's aligned, like that is exactly, you know, what we, you know, value. Um, so, so having our products on 13 moon is, is amazing. And, um, we also have our products on, um, an, E retailer um, called Doe. They focus uh, really on women founded brands. And um, it, that also has been like a great partnership, especially around the holidays. You know, they do a lot of um, spotlighting on like female, the, all of the female founded brands and um, their opportunities to kind of get in front of, you know, maybe a new audience that you haven't really tapped into yet. And so, um, all that to say, those are the two places we are now. Um, we have another place that. Um, it's another on, online retailer um, based, I, I believe they're based in Santa Monica, um, that we will be launching on in the next couple of weeks. And so that's exciting. And we are actively pursuing other retail partnerships with um, entities that have brick and mortar stores.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So have you found it to be hard starting a inclusive brand as a black woman and it's a luxury skincare brand?
1: You know, it's funny. I think if I hadn't had some of the horrible experiences i had had trying to work in corporate, then I might have thought this was hard. But um, being oppressed in the workplace, <laughs> that is like, that. that's hard because that's not something that humans are designed to be doing the rest is you know all stuff that you can figure out and like i was saying before you know you find the right people who can fill in the gaps you know to your own knowledge base but you know the hardest thing i've experienced throughout my career has not been starting something from scratch and building something from scratch and self funding something from scratch it has literally been you know going to a workplace every day giving my all showing up 100% you know doing my Absolute best, and knowing that it's high quality work, and then still being treated as if I'm um, disposable, and so I think all of that, like like while you're going through it, it's like the worst experience, and you're just like, well, why? What is this? Like, why am I dealing with this? And then you launch a business, and you're like, oh yeah, everything else is this is fine compared to that.
0: Right, I can see what you mean. Like compared to what we go through, especially we're women. So women already. You know, we don't get paid as much as men and all of that. And then you're a black woman on top of that. Oh so, you know, that's just like two strikes against you. You're a woman and you're black. And we're and I've been in corporate America, so I know exactly what you mean. And I would I was the same way just so unhappy. And so I think I am so proud of you and every person who steps out and start their own brand and do their own thing and do something that's gonna really truly make them happy. I'm telling you. So yeah. I feel you there. What do you think has been the biggest lesson you've learned on your entrepreneurial journey? I think the
1: biggest lesson for me has been, and it's, it's funny cause this is how I've always kind of operated, like move in silence. I think once you're an entrepreneur that goes tenfold, like don't talk about it, be about it. Just, you know, if there's something that you need help with, yes, tap into your network and, you know, figure out how you can, you know, close that gap or, you know, get someone, you know, in front of you that knows exactly what you need to know in that moment. But I I think there's a lot of, these days, it feels like there's a lot of um, showing everything and talking about everything all the time. And I think there's a time and a place for that, especially if you're, you know, starting out your smaller brand, there's the line between like you know you want to be authentic you want to show your your customer base and your audience you know what the brand is what you value and like you know how you pull everything together but at the same time it's just like you know there's there's a balance to that and what I've learned is that you know you don't want to speak on something or put something out there before your your ducks are completely lined up and even sometimes it'll look like all the ducks are lined up and then something will still fall through. So I've just learned that, you know, just move in silence more, even more than you would in any other space if you're an entrepreneur.
0: That's some different advice. I I can see why you would say that. And I think there's definitely a balance, right? You know, having a balance. And I I think sometimes it's hard for entrepreneurs to have that balance, you know, like, um, because... I have a cosmetic line myself, Um, I have lashes and brow products, Mm -hmm. and I feel you, it's kind of like, you know, trying to have that balance, like, you know, figuring out what to put out and what not, but you don't need to share every little thing, and be true to yourself (laughs) for sure, (laughs) and your brand for sure. Especially starting out, but sometimes though, but then again, I also see people who share everything we're packaging, we're doing this. And sometimes people find that interesting, but then can you keep that up? keeping that up constantly, always sharing everything and, and putting everything out there. Then you set yourself up to constantly have to do that to produce content and do those things. So I can see both sides of the spectrum, but I think that's definitely some great advice for sure. Especially when you're making moves and you don't have everything solidified, don't go on social media posting everything. And I'm just like, oh man, you could have no.
1: avoided, could have avoided yeah. all this.
0: On you know, that one. That one's not ready yet, right? I feel you there for sure. What advice would you give someone that's looking to get into their this industry? Maybe looking to start their own skincare line?
1: Um, I, I would say keep keep at it, just keep going. Um, you know, the whole statistic about you know, most new businesses fail within, you know, X number of years from starting. And my thought is always, okay, well, like what would have happened. X plus one year out, like what would have happened if that business hadn't stopped, hadn't said, okay, this is the end point, like I'm done with this. And so the biggest piece of advice I would give is if you, if this is aligned with something you want to be doing, if this is the industry you want to be in, um, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to be terribly hard because I don't think it, everything always has to be hard. I think, you know, there are things you have to figure out, you figure them out but just no matter what if it's something that is you know just pushing at you just keep going like don't don't let you know the things that come up temporarily derail you because there have been there have been a lot of things that have popped up like in the midst of this process and launching a brand and you know all the behind the scenes that goes into before you even launch the brand that I think I could have decided, Oh, well, it's just not meant to be like, this isn't, this isn't for me. You know, obviously there's a lot of products out there to choose from. And so I could have decided, Oh, well, like the space is already too crowded. It's saturated. Like I've never had that mindset. It's like, you know, if this is something that means so much to me and it just, it won't let me rest. Like my dream won't let me go. (laughs) Like this is definitely something I'm going to pursue and I'm just not going to stop until I, you know, I'm at a point where I'm making it happen. And so I think just, just keep going because you you never know like what's right around the corner.
0: Right. Right. And you won't lose until you quit. That's when you lose exactly. when you quit. Exactly. So it's just being consistent and keep going. And like you said, if it's something that you can't stop thinking about, like you said, it was something that, that kept coming back up over the years, like I know it was like 2012 when you first create this first thing, but it it wouldn't let you just let it go. You kept coming back up. That means that it was for you to do. And that mean it was something that you should put out and something that you should do. And so I think that's some great advice, Ivana. Definitely, if you can't stop thinking about it, find a way to do it. And when you start doing it, don't quit. Be consistent, keep going. And eventually things are going to work out. You'll figure it out. You'll get it for sure. Um, I want to, you know, kind of wind down to the last few questions mm-hmm. I'd like to ask everybody this on the podcast. Uh, the first question is, is how do you define success?
1: Um, I have define success as being able to do what you love the way you want to do it. Um, because I think there's a lot of different ways to, you know, be in an industry you love or a field you love and, you know, be working in a space that really lights you up. But there is also, you know, maybe some ways of doing that that aren't fully aligned with you showing up as your best self or aren't fully aligned with you, you know, balancing the other areas of your life that you want to balance. And so I think success is, you know, being able to do what you love in a way that empowers you and fuels you to keep doing it because burnout is real. And <laughs> that's definitely, I just feel like that can happen to, to anyone who is, you know, working in any space, even if you're working in a field you love, burnout is still possible. So, you know, being able to work in such a way that you're able to, you know, honor every part of yourself is my definition of success.
0: Awesome. What motivates you? Uh,
1: My kids now. I I think before, I think that's kind of why I was so back and forth. Um, I just felt like, you know, fresh out of college, it was like, okay, well, the first primary goal is that I need to make money because these student loans are coming. And that was like the sole motivator for a really long time. But I think that, you know, growing through those experiences and I, I can't completely bash them because of course, like, you know, it was a very fruitful part of my career. And I was able to, from that, that part of my career fund Anove, And so, I I can't completely knock that that period of my life. But I think once I became a mom, it was more so like, oh, not only am I now responsible for these tiny little people, they're also watching. Like, they're watching what I do. They're watching how I show up. And I am their first example of what's possible. And so, you know, if my definition of success is doing what I love the way I want to do it, then I have to make sure I am not you know, under anyone else's thumb, so to speak. And so I, everything I do at this point is, you know, fuel for not only me to be able to take care of them and show up for them, but also, you know, for me to set an example for them of this is what's possible, you know, like this was literally, you know, created from scratch, like this line didn't exist before mommy, you know, did it. And so anything that you desire to do, it doesn't have to already exist, you can you can make it yourself, you can put it out there and that can be you know, your contribution to the world. So, um, and the, the fact that there are more kids just keep seem to keep coming. Um, I, I think that's also motivation. It's like, <laughs> now there's, it, it was just one when I launched Inove and it, that was like a motivating factor for sure. And then uh, two years later, there was another one. And then in July, there'll be another one. I'm just like, all right, cool.
0: I'll uh, say so, so you're definitely building your brand and your family at the same time for sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great you know children definitely can be motivators I know I'm motivated by my daughter because I want to leave a legacy for her so I absolutely understand that for sure how old is your daughter girl she is 18
1: yeah yep, she is't
0: really
1: I I, it's like I can't wait for those days but I'm also enjoying the the days when they're like so little but they're they're so close together and so young it's like sometimes it's just like okay
0: it goes by fast though and i sometimes I feel like I want another one but because we had her young but we that you hasn't should. happened yet
1: <laughs> there's a big like 20 year age gap between me and my siblings.
0: Really? Wow. That's encouraging. Uh,
1: between the oldest and the youngest. So yes, it is definitely possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Awesome. Awesome. So I forgot to ask you this question about your brand. How did you come up with the name?
1: So this is the one question where it's like, it it, it looks really good written out and I'm just like, yeah, I love Inovia. I love that word. But it literally came from the modified reverse of my name, Ivana. So if you flip Ivana and remove an N, it's a Novag with a little accent mark because you know that just makes everything better.
0: Oh awesome. Awesome. I like that. I like that. So what's either your favorite tool or app to use for your business?
1: Um I would say Google Calendar. Because that is a tool that is just so widely used these days that it's really easy to integrate your calendar with, you know, other teams that you're working with. When you have a small brand, it's unlikely that at the beginning, you're going to hire everyone in-house to do everything. And so really finding people that you can work with and, you know, other small businesses that you can work with that can be an extension of your team and you have this you know, like mutually beneficial relationship um, as you're trying to build your brand and they're also building, you know, their brand. Um, it's really easy to be able to, you know, use Google calendars to just sync your calendars. You see when each person's available or when each entity's available, you have your, you know, cadence of weekly or bi-weekly meetings and it's just seamless and it's one less thing you don't have to worry about.
0: Yeah, I, I can't live without Google Calendar. So I absolutely agree. And this is not a sponsor, but I have to have you for sure. <laughs> uh, so well, this has been phenomenal having you on the podcast. Can you tell everybody how they can reach you or find you on a World Wide Web?
1: Yes, you can find us on uh, www.anove.com. And you can follow us on Instagram, Uh, Our tag is at Anove Beauty, A-N-O-V-E-B-E-A-U-T-Y.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Ivana Keener, everybody. Check out Inove, Anove, and her awesome brand. And make sure you support it. You got to get that perfecting oil. But that's all we have for you today. As always, stay great. And we are out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at infobusinessbeautynetwork.com. At you can also follow me on Instagram at Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you, so let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.